I think the magic is that motherhood is the ultimate challenge of worthiness. Over a lifetime, we start to identify our worth with what we do in terms of the job we have, the money we make, the role we play, and the amount of productivity we can cram into the smallest space possible. And then here comes motherhood that actually the more you do, the worse your performance is. It's all graded on being, your experience, your presence, your connection. So we're thrust into this world where all the rules are different than the way we've won the game a million times. And the more you try to cram doing into motherhood, the worse your doing gets. And then like the more you have to be in your being, you can't do as much as you used to. So at first it feels like you're being torn in two. All right. Welcome, Blissful Parents. Michelle Abraham, your host. I'm here today with a special guest and a good friend of mine, Vanessa Brewer. Vanessa, how are you? I'm so good. Thanks for having me and thanks for being such an amazing, incredible, generous light. Oh, well, thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited to dive into this juicy topic. We are talking today about how women can reclaim their identity through motherhood, which is a really interesting because I think when we think about motherhood, we think about it like totally confusing our identity. <laughs> so before we dive in more onto that, let me just introduce you a little bit more to Vanessa. So Vanessa is a transformational speaker, author, coach. She works with high-performing women and helps them thrive. So most high performers only focus on success, but in order to thrive, you have to add in self-expression and joy. So Vanessa helps anxiety-driven high performers create wealth, freedom, and joy. Very cool. She's on a mission to help women reclaim their identity through motherhood. She believes that motherhood isn't a a designed isn't designed to break us down, is designed to break us free. Um, She is where spiritual evolution meets high performance. And uh, Vanessa's written a book called We Are One, How One Woman Reclaimed Her Identity Through Motherhood. She's also the host of the Practical Magic podcast. So check it out. But where, first of all, where did this all begin for you? Was it with the book when you became a new mom? How did it all start? Uh, It all started um, on a taco date with a dear friend. Tacos are great. So good. Um, I had actually just started working with the shaman and I went to dinner with a friend and I just like, everything was grossing me out. And I was like, oh, it must be this like clean energy, you know? And my friend was like, um, you're pregnant. And I was like, no, it's the shaman. You're just like, no, you're pregnant. I, there was no way in my mind that that was possible. Like I 0%, I had an IUD. I was fully, fully practicing non-motherhood and I was pregnant. And it totally devastated me. I mean, disproportionate devastation. And which confused me because my story had been someday I'll want kids, but it's not the right time. And I'm focused on my career. And it wasn't really until that moment where I found out I was pregnant that I also discovered I never was going to want it. And it was intense because there was also this very, very, like, it wasn't even a whisper. It was just a, like a knowing I was going to have a kid, not from any moral standpoint, but it was like, my soul was saying, oh yeah, we're doing this. And so, um, I called this is, it's going to make me sound as crazy as I am, but I called this shaman back who I had worked with <laughs> once. And I said, Patrick, did you know I was pregnant? And he was like, no, what? <laughs> 
and he was just Oh, he was so excited, but not the way, oh my gosh, you're being blessed with it. You're a mom. How It was like, he said, this is <clears throat> the coolest spiritual project I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then he said, this pregnancy is a gift from God to systematically destroy your identity because it's too small. It lacks spiritual depth and it's not who you are. And I worked for two and a half years with him almost every week to begin to pull back the layers of angst and panic and all the me stuff, you know, that was being just triggered and leveled because I really, I knew I was going to have the baby, but I knew that if I didn't do that work, I knew I would be resentful. I would be a resentful. I just knew I would be a resentful mother and I didn't want to do that. So I, I mean, I don't think anyone's ever worked harder to want to be a mom than me. (laughs) And it was intense, but the beauty of it was that once she was born, I had created this framework of I'm going to use every challenge in motherhood to love it, to love myself, to redesign who I was because the, who I was, was never going to be a great mom or the gift in that was that it just kind of blew the lid off of the way that I had always seen motherhood. And so I think it's just given me a unique perspective. That's been really, 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 really blissful to share. Yeah, that's such a unique perspective because, you know, I feel like motherhood hits us like a, <laughs> like our, we're like deers in the headlights and off we go running without really much time to even like think about ourselves and think about all that kind of stuff. So I love how you say that it's like, it's like allows you to reclaim your identity and like just to, to break you free. Like that's a very different way of thinking about it instead of it being a force to change. So how what's the magic that can happen in us? Like shifting our identity from before becoming a parent to after? Well, I think the, the first part of it is understanding that part of the reason that we fear that is because it's a huge part of conditioned motherhood, that you will lose your identity because for mm-hmm. so many decades, women lost their identities and motherhood. We just got lost in the role. And so I think the magic is that motherhood is the ultimate challenge of worthiness. And over a lifetime, we start to identify our worth with what we do in terms of the job we have, the money we make, the role we play, and the amount of productivity we can cram into the smallest space possible. And then here comes motherhood, that actually the more you do, the worse your performance is. It's all graded on being your experience, your presence, your connection, your emotional cleanliness, right? And so we have these, we're thrust into this world where all the rules are different than the way we've won the game a million times. And the more you try to cram doing into motherhood, the worse your doing gets and you do terribly over here. And then like the more you have to be in your being, you can't do as much as you used to. So at first it feels like you're being torn in two. You're, and this is how we get into the pattern, I think, of just feeling so compartmentalized and burnt out and exhausted because we're trying to win the game by doing. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You have to dissolve into the beingness of motherhood, which is why the love is so intense and so powerful. And like motherhood is the first thing that ever could really stand against the productivity monster you were before. <laughs> And so it's actually, a, it's a, it's an intense gift, but it's an opportunity for 
us as women, and I do believe it's different for men and women, to actually begin to let go of identifying so heavily on this old role, not so we can jump into this one and lose ourselves there, but to actually go, if I'm not that, and I'm not that, then who am I? Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Uh, what, what would you say? I feel like some parents are still up against that part of the activity wall, right? They're still in that doing. So how do you undo that doing to the being um, well, you're, if you're, you know, a few years into being a bear now, <laughs> it's such a good question. Um, I think you do it two ways for me. It was the, those, you know, those moments <laughs> where like, you can feel the tension winding up in the day. And then by like 10 AM you're in tears in the bathroom that like, just that, like, those were the moments for me that were the most magical. Because those are the moments where I would have to just really stop and start to reflect back what's going on in me mm-hmm. is creating this. And so I have a very selfish view of motherhood. And I, my position on motherhood is that it's all about me. Motherhood is not about the development of my daughter. It's about my evolution. Mm-hmm. Because I have that frame on it. Every single moment that's hard, my question isn't, how can I do this better? How can I figure this out? How can I be more productive? Just, I don't go there. My instant reflection is what's going on in me that I need to heal, that I need. So sometimes it's, I need to look at why I can't be present with my daughter because I feel like I should be working. Well, can I challenge that? Sometimes it's, this feels like too much because it is too much and I need support. And so where are my blocks on asking for support? And so, because I have this frame that this is all about me, <laughs> yeah. every moment of motherhood becomes a mirror and an opportunity for reflection to really look at letting go of each one of those really hard moments. And as you do that, you relax more and more. I mean, I haven't like, I feel like, a, like I'm in recovery. I haven't had like one of those like tearful breakdowns in like a year and a half. The first year was really intense. I had them all the time. But because I kept being in that practice, it really helped me see that I could feel like a worthy human mm-hmm. snuggling on the couch with my daughter until 8 a.m. And the more I actually like allowed myself to be in that moment, it freed up the capacity later to be more present somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So cool. And so for our parents that are like not there yet, is there a couple of steps? Like what are the first steps they can do to kind of unwind them? I would say like untangle themselves or unwind themselves from like the, the chaos of, of motherhood. Yeah. Okay. Step one would be let go of the idea that doing more and moving faster is going to have you win this game. Hmm. It's easier said than done, but like we have to shift mm-hmm. the mindset first. Speeding up is only going to wind you up and then break you down. Right. <laughs> the second step that I would say is, and this was a really powerful question for me. If I had to start everything over now, given this new, like the new circumstance of having one kid, two kids, whatever, how would I design my life differently? And I think it's an underrated, powerful question because the other like mindset piece is that we should just keep operating the way we've been operating. And so what we end up doing is actually just trying to pack more doing into less time and space. Mm 
<laughs> recipe for disaster. Some stuff might have to go. Some stuff might have to get restructured, redesigned, and giving ourselves actual permission to ask and answer that question mm-hmm. is really powerful, but it can be scary because we have to actually ask, maybe I do it completely differently and I won't, wouldn't know how. And so we don't even want to let ourselves answer the question. But if you let yourself answer the question, you start to see some of the solutions that help you get there. Mm, yeah, I think it's like a perfect like canvas opportunity right now. You have a, a blank canvas to kind of recreate something that's more aligned with you. And it's interesting. I see them, uh, my mom friends that are now got their last kids into kindergarten. And now they're like, wait a second. Now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think some of them like enjoy the first few weeks of like, sweet, no kids all between nine and three. Um, but then afterwards it's like, okay, well, wait a second. Now this is an opportunity for me. Like, what do I want to do? What do I, wh- how do I want to be? Where do I want to go? Like, what's the, what's the schedule now? Or what's the plan now? Um, which yes. is kind of cool. I think, I think that we kind of kind of recognize that at that point, recognizing way back when the, when the baby's born is a whole other a whole other thing. So Vanessa, where were you like before our kids were born? <laughs> Cause I think that would have been really helpful at that moment also to stop and kind of think, um, you know, look at your blank canvas and, and how do you want to, how do you want to show up and how do you want to be? Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, I, it is like, if you can have this frame <laughs> from the beginning, it certainly <laughs> helps. But I, what I actually find, and my daughter's only two and a half, so I'm sure if we talk again in two years, I'm going to tell you all the things I didn't know. But it seems like every stage presents new opportunity. So the, the more independent, this is the way I frame it, the more independent she becomes, the more space I have to reclaim my independence as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think something that can happen at that stage is we almost cling to their dependency mm-hmm. because we've lost ourselves in being needed. And they don't need us as much anymore. So that actually puts more challenge and responsibility on us to say, okay, if they don't need me, I need me. I think the third part, like the third step would be to understand that I think that motherhood is about reparenting yourself. And I know that we hear that a lot, but what I mean in that is to me, my only job as a parent is to create love, safety, and belonging for her to the best I can. Mm -hmm stay out of her way mm-hmm. so that she can be whoever she already is and just let that blossom. And so if I turn that back on myself, then how do I create love and safety and belonging for myself and get out of my own way so that <laughs> I can be whoever I was meant to be. And motherhood opens you up to this depth of love. That's just insane, right? It's insane the attention, the energy, the, the compassion, the forgiveness, the joy, the care that you bring to your kid, boom, turn it around. Mm -hmm. And if you were to give yourself 3% (laughs) of that, your world would go crazy. Wow. This is a conversation that I think really needs to be had (laughs) and is not being had enough out there. (laughs) I, I agree. Can I give you a fourth step? Yeah, please. Mm -hmm. Give yourself permission to feel everything you feel. I mean, not in the way that you like unleash and, and can, what's the word inflict and blow up on 
people, but that will happen less. Like I gave myself full permission to be devastated about being pregnant. (laughs) I gave myself full permission to hate being pregnant. And I hated how I looked. I hated how I felt. And nobody was allowed to touch my stomach. And I didn't care if it was a gift. I hated it, you know, like, but sometimes we're afraid to let ourselves feel those things because we're afraid of what it will mean and how we show up. Right. What's actually truer is if we give ourselves the love and the compassion to feel whatever that is, we can work and move through it to a place of peace and joy. I mean, I love being a mom. I love it. Like, I can't believe how much I love it. Mm-hmm. But I worked hard for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta get through the rest of it. For- <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I really like the way you've like so many moms lose themselves in their self-care and like always being the last on the list and, and not taking, I mean, myself included for sure. Like at definitely the bottom of the barrel for many, many years, right. Till your kids are a little bit more independent. And so I love how you've reframed that and like turning the table and that, that safety and that love and compassion on yourself. Like, so, so brilliant. I love the way you said that. Thanks. Yeah. If I, if I had to give a final step that what you just shared reminded me of it, And I I always say that motherhood is an impossible task. It is impossible. It feels impossible because it is. It feels insane because it is like it feels irrational because it is. And so what, but what I think impossible is, is really just pushing you beyond the limits of what you're familiar with, not what's able to happen. And so one of the principles that I live with is in, in motherhood is ask impossible questions all the time. So for example, one of the impossible questions I've been playing with recently is how can me spending less time with pepper, my daughter, have me spend more time with pepper? Mm. Because I, I see that too. You know, I pick her up from school at three, she goes to bed at eight. I want to soak in every moment of that, but five hours of my day is a lot to not work out and not call friends, not whatever. So I've been asking how can spending less time with her, have me spend more time with her. And when I realized when I go to the gym for a half an hour, I feel really good. And I'm so in my body instead of up here in my mind that even if I'm with her for four and a half hours, it feels like six because I'm actually that's like part ask impossible questions and part pour into yourself. Mm -hmm. I I tell my, my clients all the time who are mothers, but also generally like high performers. But if you're a mother, you're a high performer period. (laughs) Um, the more you're required to give, the more you're required to receive required. It's the biggest lie, the biggest joke in the history of time that you can do it all. You're not doing it all. Yeah. And I think one of the skills moms can really work on is that receiving bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Huge. Shouldn't be hard, (laughs) but for some, it feels hard. I think that's part of this like conditioned mother thing. You know, I had a, one of my clients say to me the other day, I could really use more time for myself. Does that make me a bad mom? I'm like, ask me that question. Like that's insane. This idea that we should be able to give endlessly without receiving and have no needs. It just doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I make them a way better mom, you know, taking that time to go to the gym or taking that time for yourself allows you to keep your own self in control <laughs> when behavior goes out of control or when things don't go right, right. Then you're, you're able to handle things so much better. Yeah. 
I think we also forget that part of our jobs as mothers is also to model a way of being. I think we get lost in the idea that we're only teaching our kids. Our kids are learning more from who we're being than anything we're teaching them. And so if I model that I'm being cared for and I model, Hey, I love you. And I'll be back in a half an hour because I'm taking care of me. And that's really important. Your child is going to learn. Like if I am terrible at receiving, guess who also is going to be terrible at receiving. Right. Yeah, good point. I, I think we forget that. We get lost in so much of the intricacy of like being there, 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 that we forget that we're actually like prepping them forever. Yeah. And like how, like half of what they learn is what they're seeing too. Like I, yeah, I love that. Um, just the way you're, the way you want them to be healthy. Well, you eat healthy. You want the, you, you want them to be healthy you be healthy too. Right. Um, yeah. So, so important and often so, so overlooked, um, amongst all the other things that we need to do as parents. Right. And then, you know, you don't need to read a parenting book for that. You need to, you need to just be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And do you know what I think the most surprising thing has been mm-hmm. as I've, daily continually practice deeper and deeper levels of this is I have become so efficient, so aligned, so productive that I've doubled my business and work half the hours Mm. because, because I've forced myself to think differently, not just cram more into less that model just doesn't work. And so I think there's this period where it feels really uncomfortable and there's this huge fear of loss. But if you can hang with that tension and push through to this new way of being, yeah, you actually become a much more efficient, impactful, productive, healthy, happy human being. And so that's why I really challenge this. I, I, I say that I'm on a mission to innovate motherhood. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like, let's yeah. look at the whole thing differently. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you're, you're speaking a conversation that's not being had out there a lot and it's kind of a new way, I think a new way I've heard of looking at it and I appreciate you bringing it to the table because I think it's uh, what you're saying makes total sense. <laughs> and there's so much like weird societal things, either from like, you know, out the past, like, like we were mentioning before we press record here, like the, the, the mom, the 1950s mom that does everything, does, you know, and totally lost herself and everything to, you know, now like we're rebelling into that and now we're trying to do everything and be everything. And <laughs> third just, level. Yeah. Third level is just sort of, <laughs> we're going to scrap all that again. <laughs> Let's try it again for another, another generation. A hundred percent. And we get it. It's an evolution. You know, I love the word innovate because it means to renew or restore. And it's, I just want to, you know, I think there's something very, sacred and beautiful and amazing about motherhood. And it's a direct connection to the divine feminine, which is all about flow, alignment, receiving Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. and wildness. And so I think if we, if we can kind of reclaim some of that energy, that's the other level of what I think it means to reclaim identity. It's, you know, it's reclaiming that deeply sacred feminine aspect of ourselves that doesn't have to do everything. If you're all, if you're always doing, you are leaving no space for miracles. Mm, I like that. That's a quotable Vanessa quotable right there. (laughs) You're always doing, you're leaving no space for miracles. (laughs) 
the fact that I say that and mean it is a miracle in and of itself. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. That's so good. So where can our blissful parents find out more about working with you more about what you're up to? So, um, you can read my book. We are one. One woman reclaimed her identity through motherhood. You get it on Amazon or anywhere you can buy books. You can find me on my website at vanessabrewerscoaching.com. And I have a new program launching in March called Thrive, Mm. which is for the anxiety, perfection, or trauma-driven high performer, mother or professional who really wants to understand that it's not all about success. It's also about deep self-expression. So um, half our time will be focused on high performance the other half will be focused on deep healing and self-expression. And I'm just beyond excited about it. So they can find that um, on my website or reaching out to me personally. Awesome. Well, that sounds like a fantastic program. And also parents, make sure you reach out to Vanessa, connect with her. She is amazing. And Vanessa, thank you so much for spending this time with us today on a Friday afternoon. We appreciate you so much. And uh, any last words for our parents out there? Slow down. I love it. Slow down. <laughs> Very good. And if you want a whole episode on slowing down, I interviewed Kim John Payne and oh my gosh, Simplicity Parenting. That's all about slow down. <laughs> slow it. down. Yeah. Uh, so amazing. Much. Just so that's so aligned with what you're so what you're saying here today, Vanessa. And appreciate you being here with us. And blissful parents, go out there and have a blissful weekend. And we'll see you next week. And take care, everyone. Bye, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com. Thank you.